السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه حياكم الله بياكم brothers sisters بارك الله فيكم oh come on guys not like this from the beginning come on Mustafa no no okay I'm canceling the class today no Mustafa that's naughty I told you not to do that Guys, that's not cool, man. Come on now. Uh, we will uh, get right into the discussion. Sorry about that. Um, let's see. We were still discussing the rights of the Prophet Muhammad or what does the shahada that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, what does it entail? What does it entail? All right. So let's see. Um, uh, As-Sabi'ah. Hey, we were at the Sabi', the seventh. And ta'atakida bianna nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam laysa lahu shay'un min al-rububiyyati. That you must have a firm belief, you must have a firm belief that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has nothing to do with the lordship of Allah. Has nothing to do with lordship. Ay annahu la yud'a. Meaning he, sallallahu alayhi wa should not be called upon. وَلَا يُسْتَغَاثُ بِهِ And you don't seek his uh, assistance or you don't seek help from him إِلَّا فِي حَيَاتِهِ Except when he was alive فِيمَا يَقْدِرُ عَلَيْهِ In matters that he was, that he's able to help you with. So that's applicable to the Sahaba. It's not applicable to us anymore. فَهُوَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولُهُ He is the messenger of Allah. He's the slave of Allah and his messenger. قُلْ لَا أَمْلِكُ لِنَفْسِي نَفْعًا وَلَا ضَرًّا إِلَّا مَا شَاءَ اللَّهِ Say, I don't possess for my th- myself benefit or harm except what Allah wills. وَبِهَذَا نَعْرِفُ ضَلَالَ مَنْ يَدْعُونَ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمْ And therefore, by this we get to know the misguidance of those who call on the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَأَنَّهُمْ ضَالُّونَ فِي دِينِهِمْ And that they are misguided in their religion. سُفَهَاءُ فِي عُقُولِهِمْ They are feeble-minded intellectually. They are intellectually decapitated. إِذْ إِنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ لَا يَمْلِكُ لِنَفْسِهِ نَفْعًا وَلَا ضَرًّا فَكَيْفَ يَمْلِكُ لِغَيْرِهِ Since the Prophet وسلم, does not possess for himself any benefit or harm. Okay, please take him to another room. He does not possess for himself any benefit or harm. So how would he be able to offer that to others? If he and, and the Arabs have a, a, a beautiful proverb uh, that you should memorize, it's it's only uh, three words, uh, four words. I'm sorry. Faqidu shay'i la Faqidu is when you lose something. A shay is something. La is negating. give. So the one who does not own or possess something is unable to give it to others. If you don't own something, you're not privileged, you're not in a position to give it to others. And therefore, 
if the Prophet does not possess for himself any, any benefit or harm, how would he then be able to offer that benefit or harm to others? That's why Allah commanded him to say, قُلْ إِنِّي لَا أَمْلِكُ لَكُمْ ضَرًّا وَلَا رَشَدًا قُلْ إِنِّي لَيُّجِيرَنِي مِنَ اللَّهِ أَحَدٌ وَلَنْ أَجِدَ مِنْ دُونِهِ مُلْتَحَدًا Wait. So I want to read the exact translation. Say indeed, I do not possess for you the power of harm or right direction. Say indeed, there will never protect me from Allah anyone, nor will I find in other than him a refuge. Those two ayat in Surah Al-Jinn, ayah number 21 and ayah number 22, are as explicit as it gets. And this is from the muhkamat. This is from the ayat that are muhkam. They are entirely clear. They're not from the mutashabihat. Those are that uh, those that are ambiguous or that are open to multiple interpretations. This one is clear cut, straightforward. That the Prophet ﷺ is told that I do not possess for myself any harm or right direction. Not only that, no one can protect me from Allah, and I cannot find any other refuge except with Allah. I read, meaning if Allah wanted to do something to the Prophet, ﷺ, whatever Allah intended. No one among the people will be able to withhold the will of Allah against the Prophet ﷺ. No one. وسلم if it is the case, then it is from the clear misguidance that anybody should seek help and assistance from the Prophet Muhammad shirk. This is shirk. This is polytheism. Guys, pay attention. Uh, Chad, that is not important right now, brother. Who's commenting and who's explaining? Allah I get distracted. I got rid of my own son because he's a distraction. And anyone who comes in my way that is a distraction, I can't have a class with distraction. For Allah's sake, please take a break, everybody. No need to give salam. No need to return the salam. All these are a recommended acts of worship. Let's focus on the lesson. Until we're done, once we are doing the Q&A, inshallah, we could have our little fun and you could ask and we could, you know, we could take it easy. Until while I'm in the class, I'm in class mode, my brain can only focus on one thing at a time. I cannot multitask. I don't want to multitask. So bear with me, please. طيب. So because not only that, we're discussing one of the most critical matters in the world. We're discussing the very issue that differentiates us from, from all of these denominations, most of the denominations in Islam. Who believe it's permissible to seek shafa'ah from the Prophet ﷺ after his death. They believe it's permissible to ask Allah through the Prophet ﷺ. They believe it's okay to make dua to the Prophet so that he can deliver it to Allah. And they believe and they believe. And the Shaykh is telling you, shirk. This is shirk. This is kufr for you to seek aid from the Prophet ﷺ now. 
If a person who was distressed and, and uh, uh, depressed, if he came إلى قبر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم, if he came to the grave of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, وقال, and he said, يا رسول الله, أغثني فأني مهموم مغموم. Oh, Messenger of Allah, help me. I am distressed and depressed. فيكون هذا مشركا شركا أكبر. This person is committing major shirk. That means he's not a Muslim anymore. That means he has been taken outside the fold of Islam. Because he has called on the messenger Muhammad The messenger of Allah And for you to call on a dead man So that he may help you or assist you Is shirk Because he is incapable جسد, It is a body Even though the soul may be connected to the body in the grave, but it remains to be a body. That does not negate that he may have a life in the grave that is unlike the worldly life known as the life of the interval. The interval life, the life of the barzakh, the life in between. Meaning nobody really dies in the ultimate sense. They only shift from this worldly life to the interval life, and that is death in our definition, but it's a continuation, it's a continuation or it's a continuity of the life in another phase, in another stage. And from there, there will be a third stage, which is the, that of Yawmul Qiyamah. And then there will be the fourth stage, which is either Khuludun uh, Fil Jannah or Khuludun Fil Nar, or the other one or uh, uh, so either eternal paradise or eternal hell or for the disobedient believers they will have their share of the cleansing in the hellfire before they are shifted to the eternal paradise so at all time this life is the existing there is life it's just a different type of life it's a different stage of life so you see how important it is to be careful of those who call on the Prophet ﷺ and they tell you that this is fine. Let alone uh, those who are lesser than him. As we mentioned yesterday, like the guy with Abdul Qadir Jilani. So that, that was the seventh. The eighth right of the Prophet ﷺ or the eighth uh, uh, byproduct or consequence of your testimony of faith. أقوالihi. For you to respect the statements of the Prophet ﷺ. So that you respect the statements of the Prophet ﷺ, i.e. you do not put his narrations in a place that is not appropriate. This is a type of belittlement. Examples of that would be that you don't raise your voice at the grave at the grave site at the grave of the, of the prophet alayhi an example would be that amir al-mu'minin umar ibn al-khattab heard two men who had come from Ta'if and they were raising their voices in the measure of the Prophet Sallallahu 
اف 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 رحم الله امير المؤمنين عمر بن الخطاب that is my style عمر بن الخطاب my style is the style of عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه and that shows you the many personalities that the sahaba possessed and they were all uh, approved and they were all beloved to the prophet and allah loved them subhanahu wa ta'ala as we know from the evidences from the quran and the sunnah he said had you not been from the people of taif i would have i would have beat you till you were <laughs> till you were in pain al-khattab <laughs> used to keep people in check uh, by any means necessary that were uh, uh, that were appropriate at his time radiyallahu anhu wa ardah amir al-mu'minin the prince of the believers and and one that the shaitan would avoid the shaitan if he saw umar al-khattab on one side of the street he will take the other side of the street even the shaitan wasn't trying to play with umar at all shows <laughs> you umar was was what we consider to be yani uh, uh, the the full-fledged firm stern man yet before Allah, he was the most scared of people. Subhanallah al-Azim. لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى يَقُولُ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَرْفَعُوا أَصْوَاتَكُمْ فَوْقَ صَوْتِ النَّبِيِّ وَلَا تَجْهَرُوا لَهُ بِالْقَوْلِ كَجَهْرِ بَعْضِكُمْ لِبَعْضٍ بَعْضِكُمْ لِبَعْضٍ أَنْ تَحْبَطَ أَعْمَالُكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ Oh, you have believed. Do not raise your voices over the voice of the Prophet sallallahu uh, uh, the way you speak to each other, and you, and you by calling by calling uh, him by his first name, uh, perhaps lest your deeds uh, are invalidated while you perceive not. ولما نزلت هذه الآية كان رجل من الصحابة يقال له يقال له ثابت بن قيس رضي الله عنه ممن يخطب بين يدي نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وكان جهوري الصوت. When this ayah was revealed, a man from among the Sahaba known as Thabit ibn Qais, uh, may Allah be pleased with him, he used to be among those who would actually speak in front of the Prophet and address the people. And he was very, he had a juhuri sawt, and he had a loud voice. He naturally had a loud uh, pitch, voice pitch. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Subhanallah, the Sahaba and the virtue of the Sahaba. So when this ayah was revealed, he remained at home crying day and night. May Allah be pleased with him. He remained at home the whole day and the whole night. All he did was cry. Those are the people that know the, the value of the noble Quran. فقده النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لأن من عادة الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم أن يتفقد أصحابه. سبحان الله. So the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam noticed his absence because it was from his if it was it was from his habit to pay attention and to look after and to keep track of his companions. وهذا من حسن رعايته صلى الله عليه وسلم. That was from his well, from his يعني basically skills in in raising and nurturing people. فسأل عنه. He asked about him. فقالوا يا رسول الله إن الرجل they said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, this man, since Allah revealed this ayah, has been sitting at his home crying day and night. The Prophet said, Go and invite him to me, bring him to me. 
فأتى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم so he came to the Prophet وسلم, فقال ما يبكيك يا ثابت said why are you crying ثابت فقال أنا صيت وأتخوف أن تكون هذه الآية نزلت في he said I'm, I'm, I have a loud voice and I am afraid that this ayah was revealed concerning me لأن الله تعالى يقول سبحان الله Because Allah says, أن تحبط أعمالكم وأنتم لا تشعرون. Perhaps your deeds will be nullified, and you are you perceive not without you paying attention. فقال له الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم. So the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said, أما ترضى أن تعيش حميدا وتقتل شهيدا وتدخل الجنة? He said, Do you will you not be pleased if you live a praiseworthy life and you are killed as a martyr and you enter Jannah? Allahu Akbar. The Sheikh said, Allah is the greatest. Whoever fears Allah is safe. He was he stayed in his home out of fear of Allah but Allah gave him security. That's why it's obligatory on us. To bear witness that Thabit ibn Qais, may Allah be pleased with him, is from the people of Jannah. Because the Prophet informed us of that. So he remained praiseworthy and praised in his life. And he participated with the Muslims in their fights. Uh, in fighting the Musaylama, the liar. وغزوة مسيلم الكذاب معروفة ومشهورة في التاريخ the, the, the expedition of the, of the مسيلم الكذاب is known in, in history books وقتل, وقتل رضي الله عنه شهيدا he was killed may Allah be peace with him as a martyr ويدخل الجنة and he will enter Jannah اللهم اجعلنا من أهل الجنة يا رب العالمين والله make us from among the inhabitants of, the, the, of, of Jannah O Lord of the world رحم الله شيخ بن عثيمين وقع في قصته رضي الله عنه أيضا مسألة غريبة also regarding a story there was an, an, an يعني a strange situation مر به أحد الجنود وهو ميت وعلى ثابت رضي الله عنه درع جيد one of the soldiers passed by him while he, while he was dead meaning ثابت and he was holding a, a good type of shield فأخذ الجندي الدرع منه ثم ذهبه إلى رحله وجعل عليه Burma. Al Burma, min al So the soldier took that shield and he went to his uh, uh, caravan and to his animal basically and he placed some sort of adornment on that shield. And at night, one of the companions of Thabit saw Thabit in a dream. And he told him about the information. He said to him, So he told him basically a soldier took my shield and he kept it with him in, a, in, a, in their area, in their uh, territory, and that there are horses around it. And there's a horse around it with one of its legs raised. فلما أصبح الرجل الذي رأى هذه الرؤية أخبر به القائد خالد الوليد. So when that man woke up after the one who had seen that vision, who saw Thabit in a dream, he told the leader back then خالد الوليد رضي الله عنه. فأرسله إلى المكان. So he sent him to that spot. ولما أرسله إلى المكان وجد الأمر كما قال ثابت. 
And when he went there, he found it a fair to be exactly as Thabit described. Subhanallah al-Azim. Subhanallah. What informed Thabit while he was dead? Rather, the reason why we understand this or how we understand this because the, the righteous vision is a part of uh, 64 parts of prophethood. So the man took that shield back. 46. So uh, one, one part of the 46 of uh, prophethood is uh, displayed or manifests in the righteous vision that the righteous person sees. Also, Thabit had given a will, uh, uh, an advice or uh, a will that will be executed after his death. And it was conveyed to Abu Bakr, who also fulfilled that uh, will. قالوا ولا يوجد أحد نفذت وصيته التي أوصى بها بعد موته إلا ثابت نقيس رضي الله عنه. So and they said that there's no one whose will was executed after his death except ثابت. May Allah be pleased with him. لكن يشكل على هذا كيف نعتبر الرؤية في تنفيذ الوصية. But now we we're going to we have an issue with how do we take into consideration a vision as means of someone's will to be executed. والجواب the answer is أنه إذا دلت القرائن على صدق الرقية الرؤية نفذت الوصية ولا حرج. If they are evidences, if they are connecting evidences, their attachments to the story that show and prove the the truthfulness of the vision, the 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 night the the dream that the person has, then we execute the will and there's no harm. Meaning, meaning. I know this is confusing. Bottom line, fundamentally speaking, if you die. خلاص, if you haven't written a will before you die, then it's game over. You did not get the chance to do anything. In the case of Thabit, his will of that dir'a uh, being returned to him uh, happened after he died. So it's as though he gave a will and the will was execu executed even though the will was issued by him after he died via a, a, a dream, a ru'ya saliha, a vision that his companion saw. So the Sheikh is saying, if there are evidences that a person, uh, that whatever you see was a, a vision of a righteous person, and in that there's a will, then you could execute it, there's no problem. A man whom I trust told me, and he's, he said, That his father died and he had rented the house that he left that he left behind him for to, for a number of years. So when he died, the people uh, came to the inhabitants of the house and they th those who own it, and they said to the uh, inheritors, get out of the house, this is our house. They said, we will not go out. Between the, the one we inherited uh, and between you is a contract that has not ended yet. They said, no, the contract is ended. So the, the inheritors, they were, uh, they panicked from this claim of theirs and, you know, the world, the world constricted on them. 
يقول فلما كانت ذات ليلة one night رأيت في المنام أن أبي أطل علينا من فرجة المجلس I saw in a dream that my father basically looked into us or, or uh, appeared before us from the majlis from the door, uh, the door of the majlis وقال العقد في أول صفحة من الدفتر لكنه لاصق في جلدة الدفتر he said the, the contract is in the first page of the notebook but that first page is actually stuck to the cover فلما أصبح وفتح أول صفحة وجد العقد when he woke up and he opened the first page he saw the contract سبحان الله العظيم so سبحان الله the sheikh said فالله تعالى قد يخبر بعض الموتى ببعض ما يحصل على أهله لكن هذه مسألة ليست لكل أحد so Allah عز وجل might inform some dead people about what happens to his family but this is not for everybody basically these are uh, unique exceptional situations طيب so those were the matters concerning the right of the Prophet ﷺ and the right of the shahada. Now we're going to shift into the other topic, which is iqamatu salah. وتقيم الصلاه أي تأتي بها قويمة. You establish the salah, meaning you bring it forward. قويمة meaning upright. ولا تكون قويمة إلا بفعل شروطها وأركانها وواجباتها. And it will not be considered to be upright until you fulfill its conditions and its pillars and its obligatory acts. وهذا لا بد منه. And this is inevitable. And also with those matters that completed, it will be more complete and more fulfilling. There's no need to expound on that because it is found in the books of uh, jurisprudence. And the statement salah includes all of the prayers. The obligatory and the uh, what was the term? Super regard, super regulatory. I that word I can never get. Yeah, just I just like to say voluntary. I could I, I struggled with that word for so long that I got it and now I forgot it because I haven't used it in a while. Well, تدخل صلاة الجنازة أولى. طب what about the funeral prayer? Is it included or not? يحتمل هذا وهذا. It is possible it could it could be included. It's possible that صلاة الجنازة is not included in إقامة الصلاة بشكل عام. إذا نظرنا إلى عموم اللفظ if we look at the generality of the wording قلنا إنها داخلة لنا صلاة it's included because it's a صلاة كما قال الله عز وجل ولا تصلي على أحد منهم مات أبدا and do not pray upon any one of them that dies this was in regards to the منافقين وإن نظرنا إلى أن صلاة الجنازة صلاة طارئة حادثة يقصد بها الشفاعة للميت if we look at the صلاة however as the funeral prayer as an, as an emergency prayer that occurs suddenly uh, the objective of which is to intercede for the dead person. قلنا, we will say, لا تدخل في هذا الحديث. We say, it's not included in this hadith. لكن تدخل في عموم الأمر بالإحسان. But it is included in the general meaning of being excellent and being good to people. وتؤتي الزكاة. You uh, pay zaka. تؤتي بمعنى تعطي. تؤتي بمعنى تعطي meaning to give. والزكاة. What is zaka? هي المال الواجب. I think the alif is missing here. It's not الواجب. المال الواجب the alif is missing here في الأموال الزكوية it is the, the obligatory money or wealth that should be spent on uh, money that is uh, that is uh, subject to zakah فيعطيه الإنسان مستحقه تعبدا لله عز وجل ورجاء لثوابه so the person gives it to its recipient this deserving recipient as means of worshipping Allah and hoping in His reward. مثال ذلك, an example of that, الدراهم والدنانير فيهما زكاة. Dirhams, 
and other currencies, there's a zakah in them. And it is the a quarter of the tenth. I you take a quarter of the tenth, and it's basically one out of forty. So what uh, basically 2.5%. It's 2.5%. And you give it to the deserving person. Pay attention now. Allah told us the people that should get the uh, money and that there are eight types because a lot of people ask this question often and that they get confused about who should and who shouldn't be getting your uh, zakah. So let me get this uh, ayah. Well, let me read it first in, in English. Hey. Tamam. Hey. إنما الصدقات للفقراء والمساكين والعاملين عليها والمؤلفة قلوبهم وفي الرقاب والغارمين وفي سبيل الله وابن السبيل فريضة من الله زكاة expenditures are only for the poor I said it wrong isn't it expenditures yes yes there you go زكاة expenditures are only for the poor and for the needy Thank you. And for those employed for it. And for bringing hearts together for Islam. And for freeing captives. And for those in debt. And for the cause of Allah. And for the stranded traveler. An obligation imposed by Allah. And Allah is knowing and wise. Allah made it obligatory on us. That we give it to those and we don't give other than those. We're talking about zakah, not sadaqah. Sadaqah, give whoever you want within the Muslims. But zakah, you have those eight categories of people. Wallahu alimun hakim, Allah Azza wa Jal is knowing and wise. Again, those are mentioned in the books of fiqh. There's no point in breaking it down over here. But what I want to highlight is. Those are the people that are deserving of your zakah. You cannot give it to a masjid, for example, who are going to use it to build a, a, a playground or give it to some sort of school. A lot of people take those matters lightly based on some random fatwa here and there. You got to do the investigation. And there are a lot more people that are deserving of this money than, than that money being spent on, on you know, those kind of uh, things that should be, should be built uh, using sadaqah money, using that voluntary uh, charity that you would like to put forward, and there are plenty of people doing that. But the zakah money specific to those entities. وتصوم رمضان and you fast the month of Ramadan بأن تمسك عن المفطرات من طلوع الفجر الثاني إلى غروب الشمس تعبدا لله تعالى. So now we're going to define what is fasting Ramadan is to withhold, to restrain, to abstain from the nullifiers of fasting. From the second rising of Fajr to the sunset as means of worshipping Allah. Again, the, the nullifiers of fasting are known and there's no point or there's no need to mention it here. But we will highlight something important concerning it. أن المفترات لا تفطر الصائم إلا بثلاث شروط 
the nullifiers of fasting will not invalidate the fasting of the fasting person except under three conditions. And yakuna aliman that he knows that this is a nullifier. وَأَنْ يَكُونَ ذَاكِرًا That he is not uh, absent-minded. He did not forget. He is, is re he remembered. He knows that he's fasting. وَأَنْ يَكُونَ مُرِيدًا And that he actually has the intention. The shaykh will break it down. فَضِدُّ الْعَالِمْ أَجَّهَلْ The opposite of the knowing person is the ignorant person. فَلَوْ أَكَلَ الصَّائِمْ يَظُنُّ اللَّيْلْ بَاقٍ ثُمَّ تَبَنَّوْ قَدْ طَلَعَ الصُّحْحِ So if a person ate, thinking that it's still night, but it turns out that it was already morning. While he's eating, still his fasting is valid. Why? Because he thought that it was uh, it was still night. He woke up at night, thought it was three in the morning, went to the kitchen, started eating, opened the window, found out it's seven o'clock. Of course, he has to stop eating right then and there, but his fasting is valid. If he continued having a meal, then you got a problem. And if he were to eat thinking that the sun has set already, then he realized that the sun hasn't set yet. فَالصَّوْمُ صَحِيحُ the, the fasting is valid. وَدَلِيلُ ذَلِكَ The evidence for that مَا رَوَاهُ الْبُخَارِ عَنْ أَسْمَاءِ بِنْتِ أَبِي بَكْرِ رَضِيَ الْعَنْهُمَا أَسْمَاءِ the daughter of Abu Bakr may Allah be pleased with them. قَالَتْ أَفْطَرْنَ يَوْمَ غَيْمٍ عَلَىٰ عَهْدِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ ثُمَّ طَلَعَتْ شَمْسِ We broke our fast on a cloudy day during the time of the Prophet وَلَمْ يَأْمُرُهُمْ بِالْقَضَاءِ The Prophet ﷺ did not command them to make up that day. وَلَوْ كَانَ الْقَضَاءُ وَاجِبًا لَبَيَّنَهُ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ Had making up that day been obligatory, then the Prophet ﷺ would have clarified it. The Prophet ﷺ would have clarified it. وَلَا نُقِلَ إِلَيْنَا And it would have been conveyed to us. لِأَنَّهُ إِذَا كَانَ وَاجِبًا لَكَانَ الْقَضَاءِ مِنْ شَرِيعَةِ وَلَا بُدَّ أَنْ يُنْقَلْ Then it has to be conveyed to us. وَوَدَاخِلٌ فِي عُمُومِ قَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى It falls under the general meaning of the statement of Allah. رَبَّنَا لَا تُؤَخِذْنَا إِن نَسِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا Our Lord, do not hold us accountable, do not blame us uh, if we forget or if we made a mistake. وَقَوْلُهُ لَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ جُنَاحٌ فِيمَا أَخْطَأْتُمْ بِهِ وَلَكِمْ مَا تَعَمَّدَتْ قُلُوبُكُمْ uh, uh, out of error, however, that which your hearts are, you know, ta'amadat uh, meaning are intentional. Your heart is intentional about violating. And if he ate while he did not want to eat, and he or he drank and he doesn't want to drink, so he was forced. فَصِيَامُهُ صَحِيحُ His fasting is valid. وَمِنْ ذَلِكَ أَنْ يُكْرِهَ الرَّجُلْ زَوْجَتَهُ فَيُجَامِعَهَا وَهِيَ صَائِمًا فَلَيْسَ عَلَيْهَا شَيْءٍ لَا قَضَاءٍ وَلَا كَفَارًا For example, a man forces his wife who was fasting to, to he wants to have relations with her while she's fasting. She has no qada and no kafara on her. Of course, this is, uh, hey, this is usually though not, not in, in Ramadan. Not in Ramadan while fasting. In that case, uh, that the the well, yeah, because there's ikrah. Some of the scholars will say it's only on him, not on her. Yeah, it's only on him, not on her. If she was part uh, or contributed or she consented that, then they're both guilty. According to some of the scholars, they both have to pay the uh, yeah, the kafara 
for having uh, relations during the day of Ramadan. This is important because many of the fuqaha they say because many scholars for whatever reason they say that if a person ate out of ignorance whether during the day or uh, or at the end of the day it's obligatory on him to make up this fast if it became clear to him that he ate at the wrong time basically however we say the one who legislated fasting for the slaves is the one who actually removed the uh, hardship from them with those kinds of excuses, meaning the person being ignorant. Lastly, So that you intend to fulfill the uh, rights of uh, Hajj uh, in a dedicated and allocated time seeking uh, uh, worship to Allah. Is Umrah included in this or no? There's a difference of opinion among the scholars. Among them, those who say, some of the scholars said that it is because the Prophet sallallahu said that Umrah is a smaller hajj. Because some narrations also appeared in the hadith that mention Umrah. What is correct is that Umrah is lesser than hajj. It is not from the, uh, from the pillars of Islam. Yet it is obligatory and a person is sinful if he left it, if all the other conditions have been met. If you have the means to do so, that part of the hadith comes from the statement of Allah and, and uh, for Allah upon the people is hajj of the house for the one who is able to do so. This condition actually applies to all acts of worship. So fear Allah as much as you can. Why did Allah specify hajj? The Sheikh said, we say, because the general state and affair of hajj is hardship and fatigue and inability. That's why it was specifically mentioned textually. Otherwise, all acts of worship require ability. He said, you have spoken the truth. Meaning you have said the truth. The speaker is Jibreel. We were amazed how he asked, asked him. And then he believed him. The reason why this is amazing because usually the questioner is ignorant. And the one who affirms someone else is a knowledgeable person. How do these two come together? An example. If a person would say, If they, he said, Fulan has come from Medina. And some people said, You've said the truth. You've spoken the truth. فمقتضى ذلك أنه عالم. That means that they know. فكيف يسأل جبريل عليه السلام النبي 
How is it that Jibreel is asking the Prophet and then proceeding to say you have spoken the truth? This is a, a matter of amazement. We will mention the wisdom behind that, inshallah. He said, Tell me about Iman. So tell me about Iman, meaning Jibreel said, Oh Muhammad, tell me about Iman. Well, Iman linguistically, it is acknowledging and it is admitting. المستلزم that necessitates للقبول acceptance والإذعان compliance وهو مطابق للشرع while it agrees with the legislation so إيمان linguistically is to acknowledge and confess uh, that uh, whatever is in agreement with legislation and that should necessitate a form of acceptance and compliance وأما قولهم الإيمان في اللغة التصديق ففيه نظر as for the statement that إيمان linguistically means just to believe to believe something, this is subject to uh, uh, observations. Because yeah, I believe in such and such thing, but I believe that person. You don't say linguistically, I believe per that person. Because obviously in English you do, but in Arabic you don't. Uh, so صدق is a, is a, a verb. That exceeds to the to the following word. Whereas amana is a restricted verb. expounded on this matter abundantly in his book, the Book of Iman. And the reason why we added that this iman should necessitate and requires acceptance and compliance is to protect ourselves or to be cautious of the person who acknowledges but does not accept, such as the uncle of the Prophet ﷺ, Abu Talib. He acknowledged the Prophet and he acknowledged that he's truthful, but he did not accept what he brought to him, what he brought to the people. We ask Allah's protection. And he did not comply. And he did not follow. So his acknowledgement did not benefit him. So it is inevitable that you should have acceptance and compliance. That's why the person who says the following is making a grave mistake. The people of the book, they believe in Allah. The Sheikh said, how is it the case? But they did not accept the legislation of Allah, nor did they comply to it. So the Jews and the Christians, when the Prophet was sent, they disbelieved in him. And they're not Muslims, and their religion is a false religion. Whoever believes that the religion of Jews and Christians is a sound religion equal to the religion of Islam, he's a disbeliever outside the falls of Islam. Iman necessitates acceptance and compliance. And with this, 
we would have concluded this subject. Insha'Allah Ta'ala, next week we'll deal now with the six pillars of Iman and then we will take it from there, Insha'Allah. Superrogatory. Pedro Orovio. Alan was selling Pedro. Someone was in the bathroom early morning. Nice. When I woke up for Fajr. Nice also. When I saw it, when I saw it, laid my head back and fell asleep. Of course, I would have gone up, but I was just waiting. Do I have to make up? Of course you have to make up. You have to make up as soon as you wake up. Oh, you have to make up as soon as you wake up with the shake-up. Eat the cake up. No, without makeup. You're a man. Joshua Abu Zubair. Assalamu alaikum wa alaikum salam. Ameen, ya Rab. If I advise a group of tabligh after their bayan in our masjid and I'm flat out rejected, must I repeat the da'wah to the authentic sunnah? Yeah. Yeah, but be wise about it. Every single time they khuruj here, or is it sufficient to make the call away from that bid'ah and then let it let them be? It depends. Yeah, it depends. You have to, You ha this is situational. There isn't a single answer for this. You have to, every time, you have to assess what would be better. Yo, you have to assess what would be better. What would bring about a benefit? Remember, uh, Joshua, from the prerequisites and the conditions of enjoining what is good and forbidding what is evil is making sure that when you enjoin a good or when you forbid an evil, you don't, yeah, Ebony, you don't bring about a bigger evil. Do not bring about a bigger evil. So if you were to advise them every single time and it's going to make them snap and lose their mind and, and make matters worse, then you don't. If you think you're able to and it will be smooth sailing, then go ahead. Yay. Next. Uh, is the narration Sahih from Ibn Abbas where he made ta'wil about the saq of Allah. He said it refers to the great calamity on the day of judgment. Um, I know and I'm familiar with this uh, statement, but Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah actually confirm the saq for Allah Azza wa Jal in spite of this uh, ta'wil. In spite of this ta'wil, they still accept the apparent meaning. Now, we've discussed this in the Aqidah class, Ya Mansur. Ustad, salam, wa alaikum salam. My question is related to the conversion of companion Abu Sufyan. Many critics of Islam argue that Abu Sufyan and Sama Awiyah were forcefully converted to Islam. Lying scumbags. Those are lying scumbags. Sufyan, radiyallahu anhu, Muawiyah ibn Sufyan and Sufyan are from the noble and prestigious and uh, uh, beloved companions of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And anyone who speaks ill about them is either a rafidi or a takfiri. Only takfiris and rafida will say something abhorrent about any of the sahaba of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam muawiyah as a sahabi a virtuous sahabi known for having many virtues no one speaks ill of him except a person who's sick in the heart there's no such thing as uh, abu sufyan and muawiyah ibn abu sufyan being forced to convert to islam they willingly became muslim and they were a, a, a noble addition to the companions of the Prophet and be careful who you listen to. Now, 
can you tell us some scholars living in Riyadh? Also, does Sheikh Fawzan Salah be present? Yes, Sheikh Fawzan lives in Riyadh. There are a number of scholars that live in Riyadh. I cannot enumerate them for you right now. Uh, I have to look up the list because I, I, I haven't been here long enough to know who's, who's here and who's simply in the kingdom. Now. Uh, I need an explanation about the hadith in Sahih Muslim where people do the deeds of paradise but their destiny overtakes and it will be among the people of hell and vice versa. We've discussed this hadith many years ago, Ya Muhammad Rizwan, um, in, in a number of lectures. And the hadith, as the scholars explain it, uh, actually it will be one of the hadith that we will cover in the 40 Nawawi. So can you be patient? Be patient. We will address this hadith in the, what is it, third or fourth narration. Very soon, inshallah. Now, what is the best way to improve your Arabic fusha vocabulary, and how did you improve your fusha since you spent a lot of time in the U.S.? It's a good question. Type. So, what's the best way is by listening to the scholars and listening to the scholars who speak in fusha. So, I avoid listening, for example, to uh, uh, ulama who speak with a local dialect. The local dialect does not reflect. Uh, and it will not help you in improving your, your fusha. So I make it a point when I listen or when I read, I listen to the scholars who speak in fusha the entire time. Technically, most of our ulama do so. Especially Sheikh bin Uthameer, as I've mentioned many times and I've recommended many times uh, that you listen. You also have Sheikh uh, Abdul Karim Khudair uh, and you have uh, Salih Suhaim. You have many of the ulama that uh, all of the, the famous ones that we know nowadays all of them speak in fusha. So just keep your ear engaged in listening to the ulama. And that will help you, inshallah, improve your vocabulary and your grammar at the same time. Is it permissible to wear basketball baller bands like the sm small bands that players wear? Why not? Uh, I don't understand. What's the problem? Farhan, Muhammad Farhan, what is the problem with, with wearing uh, the baller bands? You mean like the, the wristbands and, and stuff like that, that says Under Armour or Adidas or Puma, whatever? I don't know. I don't know if I understand the question. Next. If you can afford Umrah but not Hajj, can one prioritize Umrah? No. No, you don't prioritize Umrah, you prioritize Hajj. Get your hajj done first. That's one of the five pillars of Islam. Umrah is not from the five pillars of Islam. So you give precedence to the uh, fulfilling your uh, arkanul Islam first. Now. What can a brother do if he falls in love with an unpracticing girl wearing makeup and revealing clothes, posting all on social media? If he costs and he thinks of her and he dreams of her. What he can do is he can unfall in love. Unfall in love. Why would you be in love in the first place with uh, a public property? If a sister is uh, doing and revealing all of her adornment and all of her natural beauty or <laughs> the artificial beauty uh, on social media, meaning she's a public property, how could you love her in the first place? If you have any jealousy, if you have any jealousy, how could you love her? Every time you look at her, you're gaining sin and you're putting a black dot on your heart. 
and uh, you know the, you what are you doing basically basically you're standing on the edge of a cliff and you're looking down and you see you know uh, thousands of feet and then you say oh i'm going to jump and then somehow while in mid air something is going to save me yalla and you jump and then you realize that nothing's going to save you again you land straight on your face and your bones are crushed and you die the death of a goat that's what you're doing falling in love with a woman of this nature falling in love with a woman in the first place is a problem if she's not your wife let alone a woman of that caliber uh, that will uh, you know probably the first time uh, first give one given a chance she will you know dispose you if you practice it she's not going to be attracted to you just a general rule uh, wicked women don't like practicing men who is going to restrict her so uh, i'm sure that the feeling will not be uh, reciprocated and if so yani if if she's willing to change her, her lifestyle for you then yani let her become a righteous woman first and then go knock on the door from the front door go to the door and access it from the front and stop this romeo and juliet nonsense well love is is love is nothing but a uh yani a pot of drama it's okay to love but love has its limits and if you let it uh, do more than it it's supposed to it will ruin you now mm yes Yes, Sheikh Farid Abdullah is still alive. Hafizahullah. I believe he's in uh, the Bahamas. He's back in the Bahamas, if I'm not mistaken. Now, is there a difference between manhaj and aqidah? Of course. Of course, there's a big difference between manhaj and aqidah. Manhaj is methodology, aqidah is creed. And so, how do you, what is the methodology that you follow in order to acquire? the creed that you have that's how it is one one is a destination and one is a method to arrive at the destination now if you don't mind i wanted to ask how you studied fiqh also if someone has an earache such as when they wipe their ears and will do they get extreme pain can they only wipe well i studied fiqh with uh technically at the feet of of uh, sheikh uh, muhammad mukhtar shinqiti hafizahullah uh, uh, back in jeddah in masjid malik uh, saud sheikh was explaining uh, sunan at-tirmidhi and he was also doing uh, a number of other books so and i also studied some fiqh with uh, sheikh farid abdullah back in la but it was it was not that much and then of course you know whatever we can whatever i've acquired from from knowing arabic and you know listening to different mashayikh and so on and so forth but i don't consider myself to be uh, well versed in fiqh i only answer the questions that i either have studied or i've come across the fatwa of the reliable scholars so i just convey a fatwa to you so you ask me something i've looked it up before i've researched it before i know about it i convey to you what i already know i know my limitations I'm not uh, it's not my field however if it's a matter of aqeedah inshallah or a matter of da'wah uh, then yani I'm, I'm i'm i feel more comfortable with those now 
Can a woman enjoy the beauty of, of other women by looking, even if she doesn't desire a woman and just wants to look? Yeah, that's fine. If she has pure intentions, she's just appreciating how the other woman is taking care of herself and how she's, you know, assuming this is all within the halal uh, context. Yeah, there's nothing wrong, inshallah. Salam alaikum wa I've been using uh, Samsung Galaxy S7 Edge. Allahu Akbar. For a long time, alhamdulillah. MashaAllah, tabarakallah. I'm still working without any issues since day one. Do you still think I should update to a newer phone? No. No. If it's not broken, don't fix it. If it's not broken, don't fix it. That is a long time. S7 Edge, we are S23, ya sheikh. Yani, technically S13. So that's six, seven years ago. Thank you, Samsung. Thank you, Samsung for making durable, long-lasting smartphones. May Allah guide you. Next. The outer part, if they take the opinion that wiping the ears is obligatory. Oh, I forgot about that part. I don't know. I don't know, Ya Juwaira. Juwairiya. Next. Some say you're off the manhaj. Okay. And some say that you're a cool hunty. Hey. Ustad, if I'm late for class, can I say salam or I shouldn't because of distraction? Don't. Do not. If you come late to the class, I know that it's nice of you. Zakum lakhir, you want the reward. And the, the one who reply wants the reward, but because the nature of, for example, when we are, when we used to be with the sheikh, when we were with the sheikh, whoever came in, they would just come in and sit down. They will not give salam. If they were to give salam, then the sheikh would have to return the salam every time. It would be a distraction. So what I, I know some mashayikh operate differently. I'm talking about the mashayikh I follow. I'm not saying that I'm from the mashayikh. And because of my nature of being easily distracted, I prefer that none of you give salam, none of you return the salam during the class. Because all of these could, sometimes I cover the chat area uh, uh, and sometimes I place the PDF on the other side. Because sometimes I need to see if something important is going on or somebody, you know, like for example, when I made a mistake, which mashallah, no one in the world didn't, didn't mention when I said, Dhun by, I don't know how, I don't know how my brain said Abu Bakr when I know very well that it's Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu anhu. I made that one mistake. The entire class corrected me. And then in the comment section, in the class when it was uploaded, people that were watching it, as soon as they saw the mistake, they left a comment. I would receive an email that a person left a comment that, you know, it's not Abu Bakr is doing Nurain, but I guess they continued watching. They realized that I corrected it, so they deleted the comment. So I would get a message, this comment that you're looking at has been removed. So it's just, you know, so sometimes I need to leave the chat box open so I could read what y'all saying. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, but So it would be great if there would be no conversation taking place while, while in the class. You know what I mean? Yeah, so don't give salam, don't return the salam. Once we open the Q&A, let it all out. Now. Yalla, yalla, Sheikh.
Yeah, say the mistake, yeah, Adil. What's left in my life anyways? Ibn Taymiyyah said, if you build a place of worship of the kuffar, you have committed kufr. Is it true? Allahu A'lam. Are you aware of any muftis who I can contact who preach Quran and Sunnah with understanding of the Salaf? Abdul Aziz Al-Haqqan. I don't know, he's not a mufti, but he's a student of knowledge who can help you, inshallah. Is this saying of his? I don't know, Ya Ahmed. Yalla, Ya Adil, bring the mistake, Ya Adil. If something the people need to know about, we should mention it to them. Ah, well, that is an opinion, Ya Adil. That is an opinion. The Lord of everything or the Lord of the worlds, it's an opinion. I know, Habibi, I know. But there's different interpretations for, for this one. And by the way, the world means everything besides Allah. <laughs> but it's the same thing. These words are synonymous. So it could be you could consider this to be a mistake. I, I will not. If I were wrong, I would say it. I, what is intended by the worlds, what is intended by the worlds is the, the world that we know and all the worlds that Allah created. That's everything, Akhi. That that's the same, it's the same meaning. Adi Adi. Adi Wujit Nadar Nahtaribuha. Which book is better, Medina Arabic or Arabic, Arabia Ben Adek? Each one fulfills a different objective. If each one fulfills a different objective, Medina Arabic will, will fix up your, your grammar, and Al Arabia Ben Adek will fix up your vocabulary and conversational Arabic. Now, uh, know any brothers in Salafiyah from Kerala? I know a lot of brothers from Kerala, but I don't know how to put you in contact with them. I knew them here in Saudi, back in Jeddah. Many of the brothers, Masjid Al-Aziziyah, where I used to, I used to go, uh, there were uh, tens and hundreds of, of Salafi uh, Indian brothers from Kerala, mashallah. And I used to go and give them talks uh, in Ramadan. I had a good, good uh, relationship with the Kerala community here in, in Saudi. Uh, but that was back in the day, subhanAllah. Was Ibn Uthaymeen a Khariji for saying that most of the rulers of his time... Man, can we just please remove this Ahmed from here? Another another uh, uh, Daniel bot is going to come here and harass us. Ruhi, Sheikh, this is for people who want to learn or want to benefit, not for people who want controversy. Angala, Sheikh, Allah is alayk. Hal yajuzu li an ushbih Giga Jad? Who in the world is Giga Jad? Huh? Who's Giga Jad Muaz? Man, get out of here, man. I have no idea what the heck. What in the world is Giga Chad, man? People are be taking some, I don't know what the heck you're watching nowadays. Does the sin also shared to the one who helped build the masjid, but the jama'ah are practicing bid'ah? Uh, no, no, inshallah, that person will be rewarded for uh, the, the intention. But if they knew, if they knew that that masjid will be built by people of bid'ah and they will be practicing bid'ah, then you should definitely, definitely not involve yourself. Now, 
the good looking guy okay anyways can atheists become dhimmi can atheists become dhimmi yeah why not the dhimmi is any non-muslim under the protection of islam if granted protection by the government so jews christians uh, hindus buddhists and so on and so forth from what i know yes they can all pay the jizya next is yawning through my nose permissible since i'm not opening my mouth how in the world do you yawn through your nose Man, look, man, y'all don't drive me crazy, man. Yawn, the concept of yawning is opening your mouth for you to yawn. Okay, then it's not yawning anymore. You then you haven't yawned. If you if if you did whatever you did through your nose, then you didn't yawn. Muad, sit down, Baba. You and this, you and these, uh, the people are both weird. Okay, you take the air through your nose. You didn't yawn. That's like saying, "Can I go to the bathroom without going to the bathroom?" You know, the concept of going to the bathroom requires that you're in the bathroom. If you didn't do it, then you did not yawn. You've 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 defeated the yawn. Yes, Muad is in the background trying to yawn through his nose to prove to me that he could do it, and it didn't look anything like, like you yawn like this. What happened? I was yawning through my nose, brother. Masha, can you yawn through your eyes? Oh yeah. How about through your ears? I can maybe flush it. I need, um... Baba, I will give you an elbow right now, put you back in uh, kindergarten. Yalla, ule, ingal'am. You're supporting nonsense. Next. <laughs> How can someone become a scholar? Is there a requirement like getting a PhD or a master's? Well, you need to become a scholar by studying Islam. And no, it does not require any PhD or master's. In fact, you don't even have to go to university to become a scholar. Ideally, you want to become a scholar under the feet of the scholars. You want to study with the ulama, you know. And then, you know, that's how you become a scholar. Yalla, enough. I have other things to do. Last question, inshallah. This is the second question of this person. Are you aware of any muft we already uh, who can be emailed? No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anyone who who يعني, is willing to reply to emails in this day and time. Yeah, Harun. I'm sorry to say that, but people that are, are of knowledge are usually busy, and they make themselves available to people on the platforms that they prefer. And usually, the scholars are accessible in their classes, in their durus. They have a Q and A, and things of this nature. Some of them allow you to come to their house. Huh? The brother Adil said you can email Sheikh Fauzan. Eh? Email Sheikh Fauzan. Give him the email, Ya Adil. Let him email Sheikh Fauzan. Okay, you, you cannot get anyone better than Sheikh Fauzan. Hafizahullah. Yal. Arsillu email. Khali jawabak. Some people in our area is getting deviant about dream. And they are doing dream explanation by themselves. They were salafi before. How to wear them? How to wear them? It's preferably that you don't wear them at all. How to warn them? It depends. Okay, there's a lot of missing information. Ironically, <laughs> your name is Information Center. 
Mr. Information Center, that's not enough information for me to be to able to give you advice. For me to be able to give you advice. Sheikh Adil Ali says, I'm not sure he will answer it. You troll the guy. Yalla, yalla. get kida. All right. Zakumullah khairan. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Shadu an la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka atubu lak. I'm the one with the paradise kids, not Mus'hab. It's me. I'm the one doing it. You do realize that only half of your face appears in the camera, right? It doesn't matter, does it? As long as they can hear me. Expand the nose holes. Because <laughs> they all think I'm Mus'hab still. It's okay. Because my name is Abu Mus'hab. No, because before I was Mus'hab. 